Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, the Raiders have another name to add to the mix for a potential head coach. I'll give you that name plus some background on the former head coach. Plus, the Raiders, they have a lot of work to do in the offseason as they prepare their roster for free agency and the draft. And what to do with Derek Carr is a huge question. Your calls and texts will close out the show. It's all coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast for Wednesday, January 26, 2022. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team Just every win. day. Just win. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. And welcome into another edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. This podcast is being brought to you by OnlineGambling.com, the place to be for all the latest gambling news and tips throughout the NFL playoffs. Visit OnlineGambling.com slash NFL to get the edge over the competition throughout this year's playoffs. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Raiders podcast your first listen each and every day. Remember, you can find the show free and available on all platforms. And I'll say this about all platforms. Apparently, Google Podcasts is having issues. So if you use Google Podcasts, I got a lot of notifications on Tuesday morning that they couldn't find the show. Folks that use Google Podcasts could not find the show. I apologize for that. I have no idea uh, what's going on with Google, but uh, every other platform seems to be working. So if you can't find it on Google, please go to another platform. Again, I'm not in control of why it doesn't show up on Google, but it's been struggling, (laughs) to say the least. For some reason, it's been struggling to show up. Uh, Usually the show is up by 12.05 Pacific Standard Time. Each and every day, every once in a while, there'll be an exception to that if I'm out covering a game or if a game runs late. But obviously, the Raiders aren't playing anymore, so games aren't going to be running late. So for the most part, Raider Nation, if you look wherever you find your your podcast by 1215 Pacific Standard Time and it's not there, it's probably an issue. It's probably an issue going on with whatever uh, platform you use to watch the show or listen to the show because I put it up and make sure it's up uh, as soon as midnight. As soon as the clock strikes midnight, it should be there each and every day. So I just kind of wanted to give you a heads up on that. And I do appreciate everyone who reaches out by way of Twitter and saying, hey, Q, I cannot find the show. But that's uh, been a Google issue, not a Q issue. So uh, I apologize for the inconvenience. So now let's go ahead and jump into today's show, news and notes of the day. And off top, the Raiders requested to interview Bucks defensive coordinator Todd Bowles. Adam Schefter was the first I saw to put this out on Twitter on Tuesday. And the interview is expected to be in Las Vegas on Thursday. Uh, Todd Bowles has already interviewed with Jacksonville and Minnesota. And he's apparently in the running for both jobs, even though it looks like Byron Leftwich, uh, Tampa Bay's offensive coordinator, is actually the lead dog for that Jacksonville job. So it looks like Todd Bowles is probably down to Minnesota and whoever else may interview him, but uh, the Raiders have requested an interview with them, and that should take place on Thursday. Todd Bowles was 26 and 41 as a head coach with the Jets and also in the interim with Miami. He went 2 and 1 with Miami, and then the rest of the time he was with the Jets. So that's a 388 win percentage. Uh, he did win 10 games the very first year that he coached with the Jets. Then after that, he went 5 11, 5 11, and 4 and 12. And if you're keeping track, it's another defensive minded head coach that the Raiders have requested an interview with. Gerard Mayo, he actually interviewed with the Raiders on Tuesday, D'Amico Ryan, who is the current defensive coordinator for the 49ers, he won't interview with the Raiders till after Sunday, the NFC Championship game against the Rams. And now add Todd Bowles to the mix, who's going to be interviewing with the Raiders on Thursday, coming up tomorrow. So uh, there you go. Those are the names right there that have all been uh, attached to the Raiders head coaching job. Of course, Rich Versaccia, who's the interim head coach right now. Three guys are all from the defensive side of things, and then a special teams guy. And, you know, the Raiders had John Gruden there. He was supposed to be the offensive guru 
through. So maybe they're looking to go in the opposite direction. A lot of times you'll see teams do that. If they had an offensive-minded guy there and it didn't work out, they'll go defensive heavy. They'll try to go with a defensive-minded guy. Or if they have a defensive-minded guy and that didn't work out, they'll go with the opposite, try to go with the offensive-minded guy. So it was surprising to me at first, but actually it's not really surprising that they've gone all defense with their interview request. And again, this doesn't necessarily mean that these guys are even in the running. They could just be doing some fact-finding. They could just be doing some research, checking into these guys, and maybe the guys that they've been talking to as far as potential GMs have said, hey, these guys are on my short list. Go ahead and give them an interview and see what you think about them as well. But these are the guys that I'm kind of looking at. So you never know exactly why Mark Davis is conducting these interviews right now. Again, I think he's going to hire a GM before he ever names a head coach, but we'll see. We'll see exactly what order they do it. I think the best order of operations is GM, then the head coach, and go on from there. But we'll see exactly how it all shakes out. But those are the names currently associated with the Raiders head coaching position. How about the open GM position? Well, Tom Pelissero from the NFL Network said that the Raiders actually requested to interview John Spitek from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as well. So there you go. There's a little bit of connection with Todd Bowles. He actually is entering his sixth season with the Buccaneers, 18th season in the NFL. He was elevated from director to vice president of personnel this past season. So this is the first year that he was the vice president of player personnel, and uh, he's been in the league 18 years. So John Spitek, I don't know a lot about him. Add him to the list. I will be talking to Rick Stroud today on Raider Nation Radio 920 about 3.30 at Pacific Standard Time uh, to talk all things Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We'll talk about Todd Bowles, but I'll also ask him about John Spitek to just get a little bit of a background on who he is and what he means to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So just wanted to update you on the GM position as well as the head coach talking about Todd Bowles. Also, you know, when seasons get wrapped up, it becomes award season, right? The Pro Football Writers of America, they start putting out their all-pro teams. They're all NFL teams. Who's first team? Who's second team? Who's third team? Well, the other day it came out that A.J. Cole, Colton Miller, and Max Crosby were all selected to the Pro Football Writers Association 2021 All-AFC team, and then A.J. Cole, the punter, was selected to the All-NFL team. So we all know that A.J. Cole had an outstanding season. Colton Miller did a heck of a job at that left tackle position. I don't think most people even realize it because the offensive line was so shaky, but according to Pro Football Focus, his grade was 84.2 across the NFL. He was actually a guy that Pro Football Focus named as one of the biggest Pro Bowl snubs. And normally Pro Bowls aren't really a big deal except for when you're going into contract negotiations and of course Hall of Fame status because those kind of things stack up. But they called him one of the biggest Pro Bowl snubs of the year. And the final award actually goes to Trayvon Merrick. He was named to the all-rookie team. He was on the Pro Football Focus all-rookie team. Only him and Javon Holland were full-time rookie safeties in the NFL this season. So I talked about Trayvon Merrick quite a bit throughout the course of the year. I actually thought he was going to be a guy in the running for a defensive rookie of the year. Didn't know Micah Parsons was going to go out there and just wreck games like he did. But with that being said, Trayvon Merrick still had a really good year at that safety position, playing so many of the snaps, almost every single one of the snaps all season long. He was durable. And not only that, you didn't talk about him a lot because, well, he didn't make a lot of mistakes. Now, he didn't make as many plays as you'd like him to make, as many create as many turnovers as you'd like him to make. I think he's going to continue to get better with that. But he had a very solid season. And so for that, he was named to the all-rookie team. I know all these guys much rather be playing still, but they're not. So still shout him out for making uh, the teams that they did and having the seasons that that they did. A.J. Cole, Colton Miller, Max Crosby, and rookie 
Trayvon Merrick. And my final little note that I have for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast news and notes of the day has nothing to do with the silver and black, but it has to do with the New Orleans Saints. Sean Payton, it was announced on Tuesday that he's stepping away from the Saints. Now, a lot of people hit me up immediately and said, okay, Q, what is it going to take to get Sean Payton as the head coach of the Raiders? Yes, that would be a dream scenario. He's a hell of a head coach. He's a great offensive mind. You saw what he was able to do in New Orleans with the right pieces. Uh, I don't see that happening. He's not going to coach this year. I do not believe he had his press conference on Tuesday and basically said he was going to uh, step aside. It sounds like he's going to go and join a broadcast and, and do that for a year, similar to what Bruce Arians did before he ended up with Tampa Bay. But he's under contract through 2024 with the Saints. So if another team wants him, they have to compensate New Orleans. It'd have to be some trade, some draft capital, like similar to what Tampa Bay did when they traded for John Gruden from the Raiders. And if you remember that correctly, I think it was two first-round picks and two second-round picks. It was a king's ransom to get John Gruden from the Raiders to Tampa Bay. I don't know if it would take that much to get Sean Payton, but it's going to take a lot. So don't look for that. I know a lot of people are going to hit me up, and I know a lot of people have been talking about it on Twitter already. Sean Payton, get him to the Raiders. Mark Davis, make it happen. It's going to take a whole lot to try to get that done, and I don't see that happening. I don't see Mark Davis going out there trying to give up all that draft capital to get a head coach that really at 58 years old, I believe he's 58, wants to step aside for a little while, kind of recharge the battery before he comes back to the sideline. If anything, I think he'll end up in Dallas maybe next year. He'll take this year off, but we'll see what happens. If you want to stay up to date on all the things going on with the Saints, make sure to tune into my guy, Ross Jackson. He's the host of the Locked On Saints podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Does a great job each and every day uh, breaking down the New Orleans Saints. You want to talk about a guy who's got the finger of the pulse of the Saints. If you want to find out all things with Sean Payton or any of the guys on that squad, because they got a lot of star players on that team, they're going to be very far over the salary cap, like 70-something million over the salary cap is what they're projected. They got a lot of stars. It may be a rebuild. So you might want to listen to Ross, check in what the Saints got going on, and maybe there's some guys, not the coach, maybe some guys they'll be looking to unload, and maybe the Raiders could benefit from them being what you call in rebuild mode. But again, tune in to Ross Jackson from Locked On Saints to get all the latest on everything New Orleans Saints. So that's all I got for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Coming up in segment number two, going to talk about the GM decisions. Whoever the GM for the Raiders is going to be, whenever they get hired, they got a lot of decisions to make to try to get this roster ready for free agency and ready for the draft. I'll tell you all about that coming up in segment number two after I tell you about today's title sponsor of the show, which is OnlineGambling.com. And we all know that everyone's looking for an edge these days, right? Well, if you don't know already, OnlineGambling.com is a website dedicated to giving bettors the edge. Throughout the playoffs, they're providing you with the best NFL tips, news, and more to help make your bets as informed as ever. And now that we're down to the Final Four, they've been asking me for a while, Q, who do you think is going to be in the Super Bowl? And I just really didn't have any kind of idea, just knew that it was going to be up in the air. But now they're down to the Final Four, man. It's it's really tough, right? Kansas City and Cincinnati, and then you got the Rams and San Francisco. Uh, I guess you have to look at, and I guess I'll just go with, because well, there's certain teams I just don't want to see there, I'm just going to roll with the Rams and Cincinnati and call it that. Not a fan of San Francisco obviously definitely not a fan of Kansas City don't want to see either one of those teams in the Super Bowl we just saw that a couple years ago so I'm just going to roll with Rams and Cincinnati are going to be in the Super Bowl but that's just me just scatter shooting and guessing off the top of my head but if you're planning on placing a bet during the playoffs make sure you head to onlinegambling.com before you do onlinegambling.com gives bettors the edge by providing the best and most trusted experience online all day 
every day. That includes their OG tips section where you'll find their own Super Bowl picks as well as the inside track on how to beat the odds throughout the NFL playoffs. Make sure you visit OnlineGambling.com NFL for all the latest gambling news, tips, and odds to give you the edge throughout the playoffs. Remember, OnlineGambling.com NFL to make the most of this year's playoffs. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Want to talk about some of the pieces that the Raiders have to figure out how to put together this offseason. And this is something that they got to come up with before free agency hits, something they got to come up with before the draft hits, because they got to figure out how to exactly put this roster together and decide that they're going to make a run at it in 2022. I hear a lot of Raider Nation saying, hey, just uh, give Rich Passaccia the full-time job and then just run it back. Well, it's not that simple. You can't just run it back. The Raiders have 23 unrestricted free agents. And I mentioned this on Tuesday's show, but Tashawn Reed from The Athletic put out a really good piece on the offseason roster guide. Things that the Raiders need to do, things that the Raiders need to address. And I'm not going to go over everything, but just know the Raiders have 23 unrestricted free agents that they got to make decisions on. And they got decisions that they got to make on Derek Carr, on Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, and Max Crosby. And I know you're saying right now, why Waller, Renfro, and Crosby? None of those guys have guaranteed money on their contracts. They're all under contract, but they don't have any guaranteed money on their contract. Waller's under contract for a couple years, but at a very cheap rate. And no guaranteed money, I don't think that his representation, which is clutch sports, is going to allow for that. Him being one of the best tight ends, and regardless how you feel about him, he's one of the best tight ends in the league. So I don't think clutch sports is going to let him go into another season with no guaranteed money on his contract. So I think they're going to have to address that. Hunter Renfro, you saw the job he did this year. He's headed into the last year of his deal, just like Max Crosby. Neither one of those guys have any guaranteed money on their contract. So what are you going to do? Are you going to extend them, or are you going to let them play it out and then go into free agency at the end of next season? I mean, there's a lot of decisions that whoever ends up being the GM is going to have to make. But one of the biggest decisions they have to make off top is probably the first decision they have to make is on Derek Carr. He's got a $19 million deal this year, and that is so reasonable for a quarterback. I mean, you've seen the contracts that these quarterbacks are signing right now. Remember when Derek Carr signed his extension uh, back when Reggie McKenzie signed on that extension? It was like, oh my God, he's the highest paid quarterback in the league. Now he's the most reasonable quarterback that's worth assault in the league. So uh, right now his deal is very nice for any team, including the Raiders, but there's nothing guaranteed. Quarterbacks aren't going to play for no guaranteed money in 2022. There's no way. I don't care what Derek Carr says about not needing money. There's no way he's going to play with no guaranteed money. So I had to Sean Reed on my show on Raider Nation Radio 920 on Tuesday, and we talked about that piece, that that offseason roster guide. And the first question I asked him was about Derek Carr and that $19 million deal with nothing guaranteed. How does he think the Raiders approach Carr this offseason? Well, I guess it kind of depends, you know, really what they do with these, these head coach and general manager hires, you know, with this new staff coming in. Is new front office staff, or are they viewing this group as a as a unit that's that's ready to roll and keep this thing going and continue to compete for the playoff spots, or are they trying to hit a hard reset and load us up and kind of start over from scratch? And so, kind of who they hire and what the direction is and what Mark Davis, you know, what, what EAT kind of sets is going to is going to you know and you know dictate how it ends up playing out. But uh, just from my view of it, uh, it, it seems to make the most sense to to give Derek Carr an extension. Uh, I mean, I, I would say the last couple of years he's shown himself to be a, a top 10-ish, top 12-ish quarterback. You know, that, that can be debated. Um, I, I think he played at a pretty high level 
uh, this season before, you know, what happened with Ruggs and Darren Warren getting hurt and considering how bad the offensive line was for most of the season and the run game was for most of the season. Uh, I'm not sure how much more you could have asked out of him. Um, you know, he led this franchise to the playoffs twice in his career. I know he hasn't advanced in the playoffs, but um, part of that is due to what, what's been around him. Um, and in terms of the actual figures, like you said, you know, it's, I mean, quarterback deals now, uh, the, the values are so high that almost every single one, you're, you're probably going to grimace a little bit as a fan when you hear the number. But, um, you know, you would imagine, I mean, ballpark, you know, three or four years, something over $100 million total value uh, for a player whose caliber um, would, would be what they, they're they looking for. I know some kind of speculated, you know, taking the hometown discount. You know, he said this is the only team he wants to play for, but – <laughs> he's still a you know NFL quarterback and, and playing like one of the better ones in the league, so you're going to have to pay, pay him like one. And so uh, I really think it's obviously they're going to have to make a decision. You know, are, are you giving Carr his extension, or are you going to move on and, and try to trade him? And if they do trade him, I think the the, the market would be pretty robust. So there was Deshaun Reed's thoughts on Derek Carr, what he feels like the Raiders organization, what their options are, what they could do this offseason. Yeah, they could trade him, or they can give him a little bit of a contract extension and look at some of those numbers, and you'll probably, you know, your eyes will probably pop out of your head for a quick second, but realize that's just kind of what the market is for the uh, quarterback position right now. And I just don't think, based off everything I said on Tuesday's show about this team being a playoff team, and they just got to kind of refine that thing and retool it. Again, they shouldn't be going into a rebuild. I've been saying that for a very long time. Uh, as Tashawn said, if they were to trade Derek Carr, that's a rebuild. I mean, they're going into a rebuild unless they go and get an Aaron Rodgers or they go get a Russell Wilson or someone that they feel could take them over the top. I don't see either one of those scenarios happening. So if you're trading Carr, you're rebuilding. I don't think the Raiders are going to rebuild, but I also don't think Carr is going to play with no guaranteed money. So something's going to have to give when it comes to his contract. Now, the other question that I had, and I'm not going to play the whole interview from Tashawn. It was really good stuff. But the other question I had was about those 23 unrestricted free agents. What kind of priority? Who should be prioritized out of those 23 guys? Obviously, they're not going to bring them all back. But in Tashawn's opinion, who are the guys that the Raiders should be trying to bring back? I think the guys that, that stand out the most to me are Casey Hayward, Quentin Jefferson, uh, Zay Jones, Jonathan Hankins, and, and Solomon Thomas. Uh, those are all guys that were, you know, Pretty high-level contributors to the team this season. Um, Zay Jones obviously stepped into a, a bigger role after what happened with Henry Ruggs. But uh, you know, as much as we talked about Max Crosby and and, and Unique Ngakwe uh, at defensive end, how well they played this season, the, the interior defensive line really took it to a new level. And you got to credit Jefferson, Hankins, and Thomas with a lot of that. And uh, you know, maybe you don't bring all, back all three, but I think you know, trying to keep that interior defensive line in place. Because uh, really what took that pass rush to a new level this season was not only the pressure they were getting from the outside, but the inside. And then Casey Hayward as a, as a veteran cornerback, um, I, I think we all knew he was a good player just from what he was shown throughout his career. But, uh, I mean, he you know he was playing at a Pro Bowl level this year. I know he didn't make the Pro Bowl, but he was, he was a standout at cornerback for them. Um, given what happened with, with Trayvon Mullen, his injury ended up being really key for them. Um, and, and you would imagine, you know, he'd be a guy that, that they would explore coming back. Uh, his of those guys, I think Casey Hayward is probably the one that would, would cost the most money. Um, and, and so if you know he gets an outside offer from somebody else, that just blows them out of the water. Kind of similar to what happened with, with Nelson Aguilar last season. Maybe he he ends up not coming back, but you would imagine it'd be mutual interest in, in trying to get a deal done. So there you go, right there. You see where Tashawn's priorities would be with the Raiders and their 23 unrestricted free agents that they have coming up that they're going to have to figure out how to address. And I'm sure they're working on that regardless. But without a GM in place, you know that. GM GM, whoever that's going to be, has to come in and go through that roster with a fine-tooth comb and decide who they can move forward with and who they can't, how they're going to address them. And right now, 
they're at about $40 million in salary cap space. And I know that that sounds like a decent chunk of change, but uh, you know, when you start thinking about contract extensions and who you can bring back, who you're not going to bring back, who you want to target in free agency from outside of the organization, I mean, that money can go quick, fast, and in a hurry. Plus, you got to have money for your draft as well. So whoever that GM is, whatever they decide to hire that guy, they are going to have their work cut out for them. Again, I hear a lot of people saying just run it back next season, just like it was this season. It ain't going to work like that. Uh, not everyone's going to be willing to go back on a, on a reduced deal or just a one-year deal like Casey Hayward, who put in a heck of a season. That was Tashawn's uh, big example. He put in a heck of a season. You think he's not going to go for a big-time deal if he can get it somewhere? He ain't going to worry about playing for the Raiders on a one-year deal. If he can get a three-year deal or a two- or three-year deal, guaranteed money, big-time guaranteed money, a lot more than what he played for in 2021, he's going to take that, and he should. I mean, that's what the name of the game is, you know, putting in a big-time season and going and cashing out, just like Nelson Aguilar did with the Patriots. And you see, he didn't have a heck of a season at all. He didn't have any kind of season compared to what he did the one year he played with the Raiders. Go back and look at what what, uh, Nelly did with the Patriots this past year. It wasn't all that impressive. Sure wasn't worth the money that they gave him. So that's just the the reality of free agency. You know, you want to take care of your guys. Max Crosby, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, those are guys I mentioned earlier. Those are all guys that are deserving some guaranteed money in 2022. So the GM's got their work cut out for them. Uh, We'll see what happens. We'll see when they get hired. But just realize that right after the Super Bowl is over, free agency opens up pretty quick, fast, in a hurry in March. It'll be here before you know it. So just kind of wanted to uh, give you a little bit of background on some major decisions that that new GM is going to have as soon as he hits the door, as soon as he hits the ground running with the Raiders. Coming up in segment number three, your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Before I get to that, though, I do want to tell you about an app that you need to know about if you drive and you get gas, and I'm sure you do. That is Get Upside. All the listeners of the Lockdown Raiders podcast are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every single time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill-up cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Again, download the app for free and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 per gallon or more on your first tank. People who drive a lot, they're making a lot, up to two to $300 a year in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out any single time to your bank account, PayPal, or e-gift card, Amazon, and other brands. It doesn't matter. Just download the free GetUpside app. Use that promo code TOUCHDOWN to get $0.25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. That's promo code touchdown and the app is get upside also while you're watching the action this weekend the nfl conference championships afc and nfc you probably are going to look for a snack right well the snack that you need to have is a built bar a lot of folks make new year's resolutions to eat healthy that's a lot of people's new year's resolution well if you want to eat healthy and you still want to eat something that tastes great Built Bar is the way to go. They have all kinds of flavors to choose from that are fantastic. Coconut brownie chunk, coconut almond, raspberry, coconut marshmallow, peanut butter brownie. That's another good one. Just check them out today on the website, built.com. Uh, again, you're getting a protein bar that doesn't taste like a protein bar. It tastes more like a candy bar, but it's really good for you. Check them out today. Find a flavor or flavors that you really prefer and uh, make the call. Built.com. Use that promo code LOCK15 and you'll save 15% off your order when you go to check out. Again, Built.com. Promo code LOCK15. Your Locked On Raiders. Your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team 
every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Let's start things off with Raider X. He's calling to talk about the coaching search and the trend he's seeing and has something to say about it. Here he is, Raider X. QQQQ, this is a Raider X. Hey, just want to get some updates from you. The feedback, I see all the interviews coming down the pipe. Senior running running up on the general manager and the coaches search for the Raiders. I see a trend. I think you're noticing it also. This looks like uh, we're going defensive. Looks like a defensive mind regime. Are we moving on from Gus Bradley? I think Gus Bradley did a good job, you know, contending with, you know, getting new talent, pulling the guys off the street corner, fitting them in the scheme, changing his scheme, adjusting to injuries. Is he the best out there? Probably not. Given what he got out of the talent that he had available, I think that man can take it to another level. I'm very interested to see what he can do. Also, it has to do with a lot of different uh, dimensions of relationship. Secondly, I think this is the necessary game given that Derek Carr needs a number one receiver and he take, needs that defense to take another level. We need a top 10 defense. I think last year we were talking 15 or around that area, and we could carry it into the playoffs. Well, you called it. You nailed it. Got into the playoffs. Squeaked on in, but we got to the playoffs. Now we're inside the door. Now let's move into that living room and take a seat on the couch and get comfortable by getting a top 10 defense. I think Bradley can do that. We sit there and be able to pull, even if we pull, you know, some multiple picks out there, get a Devontae Adams, hmm, maybe going to going and get uh going to the to the Bears and start looking around a little bit. You never know. Maybe we can make uh you know, uh go into Atlanta or go somewhere else and start looking around. Hmm. There's something to be said. Well, let's go waiters, tighten up. There he goes. That's Raider X. Thank you for the call, my man. I appreciate you. And yeah, man, a lot of folks are talking about the request of D'Amico Ryans, 49ers defensive coordinator, Gerard Mayo, inside linebacker and coach for the Patriots. And of course, Todd Bowles, now defensive coordinator for the Buccaneers, all defensive minded guys. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to go defense, but it does mean that they're doing their due diligence, which is a good thing. You know, I think they need to find the right guys, the right combination, GM and head coach. So right now, as far as head coaches goes, there's three guys that we know of that are defensive minded guys and a special teams guy. So I think there's going to be more. More dudes that they talk to, I think this is going to be a process that's not going to be wrapped up real quickly. I do think there needs to be a sense of urgency uh, once you get into next week. I think there needs to be a sense of urgency when you get into next week because of everything that I talked about in segment number two when it comes to kind of putting this roster together and setting it up, deciding what you're going to do moving forward once free agency gets kicked off and, of course, the draft as well. Whoever the new GM is going to be, uh, they've got to get their guys in place and figure out exactly what they want to do. And so they got a lot of decisions to make. But uh, next week, I think that we'll start to see the the Raiders kind of put their foot and their pedal to the metal and uh, make a decision sooner rather than later. But again, that's just my gut feeling. That's nothing I've been told. It's just what I'm 
feeling. Thank you so much for that call. Appreciate you. It's good to hear from you. Next up, I got a text from Raider Eddie in Denver. Hey Q, I'm listening to your podcast where you describe how Sean Payton was advised to not interview with the Raiders back in the day because of the organization's dysfunction at the time. Are we still considered dysfunctional around the league? I think we are. We do have the stadium, we made the playoffs, and we have some good pieces. On the other hand, we've seen major front office, head coach, and player chaos and turnover over the last 12 months. We have discipline and maturity problems with many of our young players. Davis reportedly asked for GM interviews before former letting go of Mayock it's still not a good look in my opinion by the way ask Bronco fans about Josh McDaniels if that's the direction we go this franchise really isn't operating intelligently it'd be the same old Raiders I love this team but we're far from a solid well-honed organization Raider Eddie in Denver thank you for that text my man and I don't think it's as bad as it sounds I don't think it's as bad as you make it sound it's almost doom and gloom I don't think it's that now there are some misguided steps no doubt about it but I think what you're seeing right now I think you're seeing Mark Davis and the Raiders organization really taking their time, trying to put their ducks in a row, trying to make the right decisions. And again, like you mentioned, the stadium, nice pieces, a solid quarterback, just came out the playoffs. I mean, there's a lot of things to like about the organization as well. And so now it's looked at as a much better job than it was back in the day when Al Davis wanted to hire Sean Payton. It's not even close to that. They're in good position as far as the salary cap goes. There's a lot of things to like about the Raiders' job. So uh, don't don't sell yourself short and think that it's as dysfunctional as it was back in the day. It's definitely not. Can there be room for improvement? Absolutely. I think there's always room for improvement within every organization. But it's not as bad as it was back in the day. Thank you for that text. I appreciate you. Next up, got a call from Raider Kyle in the 909. He's calling to talk about Rich Bisaccia and what he thinks the Raiders need to do with the open head coaching job if it indeed is open. Here he is, Raider Kyle in the 909. Thank you. This is Raider Kyle from the 909. First off, I have to say um, what you do is amazing, man. Um, Love listening to you every day. It's either my first or my last listen every day. Either I listen to you first thing in the morning or last uh, to end the day right before you publish your new one. Um, got to say, when I see that little notification come up that you got a new show, it just kind of it just gets me excited. Even though we're in the off season and the season didn't end the way we wanted to, you know, we can count on, on, on talking about things and, and uh, you know, seeing this team grow. So, anyway, appreciate what the heck you do, man. Love it. Absolutely love it. Moving on. Just listen to your show today. And, you know, a lot of people are calling in about about Bisaccia. And I got to say, I've been on the Bisaccia train ever since he took over, right? Won those first two games, then we had a little slump, and then, of course, we know what all happened at the end of the year. We see that the team rallied around him and he was able to do it. But in my heart, I know that this guy can still be a part of our staff, hopefully, depending on whatever head coach comes in. But what I think needs to happen is, and this is just me, we need a defensive-minded head coach. That's where it starts. Obviously, it starts with the GM. I'm really hoping for Dodds with the greater ties, but we'll see. But I want a defensive-minded head coach. And I think if we center around building up the defense, I know that we obviously need to get offensive weapons. We need to fix our offensive line. But if we can build with that defensive mentality um, to hopefully keep up with the speed and the young quarterbacks and everybody around us in the AFC. We can win with Carr, and I know it's hard. You're looking around at the Herberts and the Josh Allens and the Mahomes, and it's like maybe there's a guy out there. Maybe there is, and who says the Raiders can't pick him up next year or the year after and have him be under Carr for a year or two? 
we don't need a throwaway car right now. But I think we do need a coaching change. Somehow maybe keep Rich on the staff if we can. But if not, he's a great guy, great coach, and proved that he did a great job. But we need a new coaching staff. We need to start fresh. And I think we need a defensive mind. Let me know what you think. Love your show, Q. Out. There he goes. Raider Kyle on the 909 and a, a defensive minded head coach. Well, you might be in line for one, you know, and I'm not saying that you are. I don't have any idea. But so far, what we know from Bowles, Mayo, and Ryans, all those guys are defensive minded coaches. They're all defensive coordinators right now with their current teams, the 49ers, the Patriots, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Bowles is coming in tomorrow. So maybe that's the scenario that they're looking at. Maybe they are. They're saying, hey, you know what? John Gruden was offensive minded. Now it's time to go defensive minded. Who knows? But if they go in that direction, which I have no problem with, trust and believe that. If they go defense, I'm fine with that. They just got to make sure they get some sharp guys on the offensive side of the ball. You cannot allow that side of the ball to slip because you want to make sure that you're able to stop a Patrick Mahomes, a Justin Herbert, or whoever uh, the Denver Broncos end up bringing in. You know, you've got to be able to uh, maintain your offense. And really, I think the offense has got to play better than it did. If you have that kind of uh, performance again from your offense, I don't think you're winning 10 games unless your defense is just stellar, like lights out type defense. And I don't know if any defense is going to be that good unless they bring in some big time players as well. So don't forget about the offense. If you bring in a defensive minded head coach, that offensive side of the ball better be humming. You better bring in a guy that is a very sharp offensive mind as well to address that area. Thank you so much for that call. Do appreciate you. Next up, and I just got a couple more to close out the show, a text from Seamus in Palm Springs. Q, big fan of your show. Seamus, Palm Springs, California. I want to ask you, who you think we should draft at 22? I think a guy like Kenyon Green, who could play both guard and right tackle, would be a perfect fit for our team. If not a guy like Drake London or Devin Lloyd would be perfect. That's Seamus in Palm Springs. And I'm not even going to lie to you, my man. I have not even got into draft mode yet. I really haven't. I mean, honestly, we as Raider Nation were blessed this year, right? Uh, the Raiders were relevant all the way through the course of the regular season and a week into the playoffs. So there was no reason to start dipping into the draft as far as I was concerned. Yeah, I mean, there's guys that I've seen play college football this past year that I thought, oh, that's really good, but I haven't done any research. So I can't give you a bunch of names right now, but I could say number one wide receiver is needed. I don't know if they're going to get that in draft or free agency. Offensive line needs to be addressed. I don't know if they're going to do that in draft or free agency. Uh, I think you need a corner. That's a, a need for the Raiders. I mean, there's a lot of needs, you know, and I think at 22, you're just going to ultimately go with the best player available, but the Raiders have some real areas of concern. They have some real uh, areas of need that they're going to have as well to address. So I don't know when they're going to do it, but those are just a couple positions that I'm looking at. So we'll definitely get into plenty of draft talk, my man. Just I'm not really prepared to do that just yet. And the final call for today's show, and thank you, by the way, for your text. The final call for today's show comes from Jesse out of Arizona. He's calling to talk about free agency and what he'd like to see the Raiders do. Here he is, Jesse from Arizona. Hey, what's up, Q? This is Jesse from Arizona. Uh, I'm calling in, you know, now that the season's over and all that. Um, I, I'm on the same plan as everybody else. I guess we're all just waiting for this coaching hire to, to come through and the GM, so... I'm excited to see who we're hiring. I do appreciate that Mark Davis seems like at least is taking his time with his new hire. But I kind of wanted to touch base on free agents um, before the season, before his ending uh, ending season injury. I I really liked Michael Gallup as a maybe as a wide receiver one for the Raiders, the tall physical receiver, just like Derek Carr likes. Um, kind of reminds me of like that Crabtree type, um, you know, with that. ACL injury. I don't know how how much it'll cost for him to come back to come into the Raiders, but he had a pretty good season. He's been pretty good for the Cowboys too, so I don't know if they'll let him go. But 
one guy I just started thinking with was Sean Payne retiring and the Saints cap space just in a total mess. What do you think it would take to get Michael Thomas out of out of the uh, from the Saints? I mean, like, that, talk about a true number one wide receiver. Michael Thomas, when he's not dealing with whatever he's doing, is is, is probably probably top five easily. Um, and I can say he's probably neck and neck with with uh, Devonte Adams. Obviously, that's that's a card guy. I wouldn't mind either of them, honestly. But um, I just thought about that with the you know with the Saints probably having a fire out here soon. Why, why not? They also have a offensive lineman that we, or a right tackle that we would probably be interested in too. So curious to hear your thoughts on that. Um, anyways, great show, man. Appreciate you. Everything you do, Raiders. Go, baby. There he goes. Jesse from Arizona, thank you so much for the call. I do appreciate you. And as far as Michael Thomas or anybody else on the Saints, man, it's going to cost you some draft capital for sure. But Michael Thomas, yeah, he could be a number one wide receiver. He's got three years left on his current deal. I know he hasn't been consistent as of late because he's been banged up. But when healthy, I mean, dude's amazing. Uh, the Saints, I mentioned them in segment number one. They're projected to be $71 million over the salary cap this offseason. So there's guys that you could look at. The Raiders, whoever their new GM uh, is going to be, can look at and say, you know what? Maybe I could pluck that guy out of there. Wide receiver Michael Thomas, he's won. He's owed $24.7 million next season. Running back Alvin Kamara, $14.5 million next year. I mean, who couldn't use him, <laughs> right? I know that's a lot of money for a running back, but that dude is such a dynamic dude. Why, why wouldn't you want to get him? Could you imagine him in the Raiders' offense? Now, I'm not saying that the Raiders should go and make moves for all these guys, but these are guys that could be potentially available. Thomas, Kamara. How about outside linebacker Demario Davis? He's owed $11 million. How about this? I mentioned cornerback earlier in this segment. How about Marshawn Lattimore? He's, he's, he's owed a lot of money, $27.4 million, but he's about as close to lockdown as it gets. So uh, those are just a few options right there. It depends on what the Saints are going to do. If they're in rebuild mode, which they very well could be without Sean Payton now, those are some guys that you might want to look at. The Raiders might be able to use one of those or maybe, you know, pluck them out of there by way of trade. Who knows? But just some options to address this offseason. And again, when the new GM gets in place, definitely going to have their work cut out for them. So that's all I got time for on today's show. Definitely appreciate all the feedback on the Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll have more calls and texts. We'll have more news and notes. And, of course, we'll have a lot more conversation to bring to the table as well. Going to be talking to Rick Stroud from uh, the Tampa Bay Tribune on uh, on Raider Nation Radio 920. I believe I'll talk to him about 3.30 Pacific Standard Time, trying to get a background on Todd Bowles, what he thinks is him as a potential head coach, and then also – Want to talk to him about John Spitek, who uh, is the vice president of player personnel for Tampa Bay, what he would think of him as a GM. So maybe bring some of that to the table on tomorrow's show. Either way you look at it, though, we'll have plenty to talk about as this offseason continues to roll on. Maybe we'll have an update on the head coach slash GM search. Who knows? But uh, we're going to do it. We're going to do it here as we do every single day, continuing to roll through the week on the Locked On Raiders podcast. Thank you so much for making this show the first listen each and every day. Remember, you can find it free and available on all platforms. So until tomorrow, Raider Nation, stay strong, take care of your family, love on your family, and most importantly, as always, just win, baby.